Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Streaming box technology and business rundown. Welcome everyone to the Screen Box Technology and Business Rundown podcast. Uh, we're here today with uh, Rosvon from Brunch which is a website feedback uh, product and app. Uh, and we look forward to having a, a deep discussion with him about his history, about how the product was developed and where he's going to be taking it and how it will help you in doing your business. So Rosvon, welcome to uh, our podcast. Um, maybe you can uh, give us uh, kind of a light background of you know, kind of your development background, how you became a developer and, and your experience and how you then kind of uh, uh, started Brunch. Yeah. So hello, everyone. Uh, thank you first for having me and uh, thank you, Dave, for the kind words. Uh, yeah. So about me, I was like interested in uh, computers and uh, later on programming since I was, I don't know, in uh, high school, I think something like that. Um, I started like programming on, on my own using uh, YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, in the past five years or something like that, I've been freelancing as a web developer. Uh, so yeah, in a few words, that's uh, like my kind of my background. What, what type of web development did you enjoy doing the most? What was kind of what you were focusing on? Uh, okay, so when I uh, like started freelancing, I was uh, mostly doing like PHP. Uh, and uh, like in the past uh, two years, something like that, I'm uh, usually uh, doing both backend and frontend, uh, backend using uh, Node.js mainly and uh, frontend, uh, using angular but i've had projects with uh, view gels also since uh, you mentioned using sorry what on the front end <laughs> uh, I, i've said angular oh angular right sorry uh i'm not not too familiar with it but i heard of it so i hear it's a kind of a typescript based uh, language mm -hmm. mostly yep. so um, do you enjoy working with TypeScript? Because we rarely get developers who uh, <laughs> use it. Most people will just go for vanilla JS and that's it. So if you could share uh, your experience, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, if you like really use it and don't use like uh, any everywhere and like don't really use the TypeScript features because yeah, like I've seen a lot of projects where like they are using TypeScript, but really they are using vanilla JavaScript. <laughs> I mean, they are not really using the extra features that TypeScript uh, brings. Yeah, I think it's it's good because uh, it, especially like in projects where uh, there are more people involved, uh, it brings like an extra layer of, uh, I don't know how to call it, uh, it's more strict. And uh, in like some cases, especially where more people are involved, uh, that's good because it brings everyone like uh, on the same pages. And it's kind of uh, 
easier to maintain and not make stupid mistakes. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So it brings a nice uh, structure, a foundation to yeah, yeah. to our favorite scripting language. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Razvan, uh, you know, wh- when you came up with or started thinking about products, was that as a result of doing development work and then seeing that there were gaps or needs uh, from what you were doing, or was it based more on the clients you had were asking you for solutions and, and you came up with product ideas based on that? How, how, what, what was freelance development kind of, how did it inspire you? Yeah, so uh, before brunch, uh, like I've had small kind of personal projects that I tried and try them promoting them on I don't know different groups and stuff like that but like it was they were all small and I dropped them off in a few I don't know weeks months something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, with branch the the main difference I think it was that uh, I didn't start it alone I have like a a co-founder I had yeah I had a co-founder when I started it and uh, I think this is very important like to have at least another person when you're starting something because like uh, you uh, you motivate each other and you push each other and uh, it's i don't know more fun and uh, i think the worst thing that can happen when you start something is like uh, abandon it and like lose uh, lose interest in it so uh, yeah it's like same everywhere if you start a youtube channel or i don't know on Instagram, maybe for a year or something like that, you'll have to like uh, be the, be with you and your family and your friends and <laughs> stuff like that. So I think it's kind of the same with I don't know a new product. And uh, I, I mean, if you start from the bottom with I don't know no community and no previous products and stuff like that, because yeah, if, if you're not starting up from the ground, maybe you have other resources, but. If it's your first thing, I think it's very important to have at least another person to to do it with. Yeah. And how did you choose your co-founder? Was he just a, another developer that you work with? No, or no, no. Is he somebody who is very focused on business development and not really a developer? Uh, so uh, Andre, my my co-founder, he, he has a, a digital marketing agency in Bucharest. Uh, so uh, I kind of work with him uh, in the past on different uh, on different projects so i i knew him and uh, like we uh, we worked very well and we are working like in the past year very well together uh we and like both uh, let's say uh both uh, on uh, on work but we are like uh, very good friends let's say i mean he's the kind of person that i can take out and have a beer with so i think that's very very important and uh we started this because uh as i said he had uh, and he has like a a digital agency and uh it, it was good for us because we could share resources at first i mean we needed a designer we needed uh i don't know marketing person and stuff like that so uh, we could share resources with the agency and uh, yeah, uh, 
I mean, he provided all the other things we needed and I provided the coding like part. Okay. So yeah. he handled kind of the business operations and you handled the product. Yeah. Power. And that's kind of the same right now. I mean, he's like dealing with the other stuff and, and I'm like dealing with uh, the, the development of the, of the platform. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we can get into a little bit about how brunch started and mm -hmm. how, you know, what, what is your kind of product development process? So, uh, brunch started like around one year ago, uh, started from, uh, like we used similar products in the past, uh, because we developed like websites and stuff like that. So, um, we didn't like them very much. I mean, we will. We liked if we could combine all of them and <laughs> like have one feature from one and one feature for another and stuff like that. So uh, we basically uh, started uh, uh, our own product. Uh, what branches? Uh, first of all, uh, basically, uh, we wanted to uh, make the process of getting feedback on a live website easier. Because right now you need to send emails and send the print screen on Slacks and uh, all these like back and forth communication until you like understand what the problem really is. And uh, this takes a lot of time, creates frustration and uh, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good. So uh, like people can use Branch to uh, uh, really like point the finger on what they want to uh, change and stuff like that. You load the website uh, on the on the app and you, let's say you can click on a text and uh, change the text or I don't know, change the color of the text or the size and stuff like that. And you can leave comments on like every, it creates a thread and you can like add multiple comments, files, print screens and stuff like that. You can assign those to, I don't know, different team members or stuff like that. and uh, you can use it like uh, both internally with your team and stuff like that and with the client if you, I don't know, uh, want to get feedback from him on the work you did and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the way it started. It started from like our past experience with uh, similar products that we used. Uh, so th that all sounds really interesting. So... Um... What was your initial minimum viable product? So what did you launch with? Mm -hmm. What features did you find most important? You you already said that uh, there are other tools which are similar and they had many great features, but you had to combine them. So how, how did you decide what exactly is mm -hmm. the most important of all of these features or what's easiest yeah. to develop? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, uh, honestly, when we started, it was like, as I said, it was our first kind of bigger project, let's say. Uh, if I look like one year ago, uh, we like started with, uh, basically we started with the main feature of like loading the website and be able to like add feedback on the live website, let's say, could click on an element and because that was like the, the main feature. And after that, like we started building around that. Uh, first of all, um, like uh, we uh, uh, let's start like how we differentiate from I don't know another 
apps, for example, uh, on a competitor, uh, you had to uh, insert like a JavaScript snippet into the website. So yeah, that's easy, but in the same time, it's hard for a lot of people, especially, I don't know, we have copywriters that use the app, for example, they have like zero and they don't even like own the website. They give feedback on a client's website. So they should, they have to ask like the client to add the snippet and it's like, yeah, the adoption probably would be very hard in these kind of cases. So for example, on a branch, you don't need to add any snippet on the website. You can basically load any website. Oh, that's uh, really nice. Uh, if you don't mind, yeah. it's a bit more of a technical question, this one. <laughs> so yeah. I am working on unit testing at the moment. And one thing that comes up constantly is identifying an element. So you mentioned that uh, for the feedback, you can click on any element and you can attach a screenshot and all of that. How how do you identify which element is being clicked on or which okay, is relevant? So, um... Okay, so let me, yeah. So uh, for, uh, we load the websites into an iframe and yeah, iframes like are the worst. <laughs> yep. I mean, for example, you can't see anything from JavaScript into mm. on what's, what's inside an iframe. You can see the elements, you can see basically nothing. So like how we do this, we uh, basically use a proxy. We proxy the website we load we inject inject like uh, JavaScript there, and that way, like we when we load the website into the iframe, we use that JavaScript like to communicate back and forth between like what's in the iframe and what's I mean the, the Angular app. Uh, there are like you can communicate with uh, a website that's in an iframe. You can use events, and like you said, you can send an event in an event from inside the iframe. To the parent and uh, to the child from the parent, so we use like those events to uh, communicate basically certain actions. For example, when you click an element, I know. Uh, I mean, the website inside the iframe knows that uh, you clicked that element because it's yeah, it's the website you clicked. But the Angular app, that's like the the parent of the iframe, doesn't know that. So we use that script inside the iframe. To tell like the, the the Angular app, okay, you click this, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how we did it. All right. So if I understand you correctly, you actually inject code into the client's web apps as well. Yeah, but like uh, when when you load it, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, when we load it inside the iPhone, we don't load the actual website. We proxy it and uh, oh. yeah. Right. Okay, that's. I never would have guessed that, even if my life depended on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think this is the feature where we like iterated the most because it's like also the most important feature is the core feature. I mean, if the website doesn't load, okay, it's like we don't have an app. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that's that's the feature we kind of like reiterated and like I don't know. Uh, worked the most, or yeah. Um, Razvand, uh, what was the most challenging aspect or part of the the development work 
that you ran into? What what part of the product development was the most challenging for you and why? Uh, like from what perspective? I mean, technically what we, I don't know, found the most hard technical thing. Yeah, it could be technical or it could be, you know, development process. Okay. Uh, you know, you as the, the head of product development, uh, what was probably the most challenging aspect of developing this product? And yeah, I technical mean, or, you know, uh, okay. otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for a technical point of view, for sure, it would be like this part, <laughs> like loading the website into the app and making sure like everything is loading correctly because like every website is different. I mean, build on Shopify, WordPress, and you name it, or custom websites, or using, I don't know, different libraries, different, uh, yeah, Bootstrap, uh, I don't know, Tailwind, and stuff like that. And like, we had to make sure that like every website was loaded correctly. And uh, yeah, that was by far the most uh, challenging, like uh, technical uh, uh, technical thing we we had to like uh, do and work on, and like we are still like working on that and improving it because it's uh, the core thing of of branch. Uh, and uh, on I don't know, uh, not technical <laughs> side of view. I think like uh, setting priorities. Uh, I mean, we are not a big development team. We are two persons right now. I mean, two programmers. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's not very hard, but uh, I think priority, uh, yeah, it's not hard. I mean, to manage, manage us, we are two guys, yeah. <laughs> but uh, right. in the same time, we don't have like so much work power, of course, because we are only two uh, guys, so I think prioritizing uh, what we need to do next, it's like uh, very hard. So yeah, that's kind of the non-technical hard part. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, when you guys were developing the product, uh, you had to put something out, but you, you got to a point where you needed funding. Is that correct? You, you, you yeah. bootstrapped it from the beginning yourself, but mm -hmm. then you needed to actually go out and once you had kind of an MVP, uh, start marketing and selling it. Uh, mm -hmm. How did you guys go about that process uh, of getting investment or preparing the product to, to show to investors? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, uh, let me give like a little context to that. Uh, first of all, when we started, I mean, one year ago, we didn't really thought much about, I don't know, how we are going to get an investment and stuff like that. Um, and that was kind of uh, bad because uh, as we, I don't know, build it and try to kind of bootstrap, bootstrap it, uh, we kind of lost uh, interest in it, let's say, because, uh, yeah, we had very small wins and, uh, of course, uh, uh, don't much time to invest, in, not much time to invest in it, and uh, yeah, uh, things were were moving very slow, and that was kind of a I don't know a mood killer. Uh, so uh, we had a, a few months in I don't know the the end of the of last year, where we kind of stopped working on it for like two months or something like that. Uh, but like uh, on the beginning of this year. 
uh, we talked and we said, okay, we, we made the app, we can't like let it die. So uh, we started working on it again and uh, we've, uh, we, we talked with uh, Mihai, with, who like uh, invested uh, in the app uh, and like joined as a partner because he's also like uh helping us uh, with the uh, like growth strategy and stuff like that uh, like directly is like direct directly involved in in branch also um i've uh, he he has a company uh modex so i've done some jobs uh, in the past from them so like we kind of knew about each other uh so uh, yeah we started talking about uh, about branch and what we do and uh, i don't know uh, how he, he can help with with, with building it and uh, we started talking about i don't know uh, three four months ago something like that uh, and we uh, yeah we decided okay uh, let's build this together and uh, uh, yeah so basically how we got to the investment it's i don't know uh, through let's say i don't know network and <laughs> because yeah so, I, so I don't know you didn't you didn't go to like an accelerator or an incubator or anything like that or mm, you no. really participating in a lot of vc kind of pitching or angel pitching uh, you did no. it basically through uh relationship networking correct yeah 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 and it was i i mean i think if uh, we didn't do that i it will it would probably have died by now <laughs> okay. uh, yeah i'm not sure but uh yeah i mean uh right now we uh, joined some programs and uh, we are preparing for like uh, another investment round uh but uh, yeah but then it was basically yeah through like uh, network we had yeah okay and, and what was the primary focus or reason why you wanted investment what were you what are you using the investment for uh, primarily uh yeah okay so i think uh the like most money uh, are going to like uh, the people because uh yeah we are around uh six uh people some of us full-time some of us part-time uh and we are still searching uh, for example i don't know we are searching for uh, a tester right now for a qa person and uh yeah we'll uh, we probably need uh, i don't know another programmer soon and stuff like that uh so uh other than that uh, i don't know a lot of money are going into uh, stuff like uh, i don't know partnerships campaigns uh, marketing and stuff like that uh i i'm not in charge of that i don't know many details to tell but yeah uh, a part of the, the money are going that way and uh, of course like on uh, different services uh, servers and stuff like that that we that we use yeah okay yeah because there is an infrastructure uh, background yeah. that, that you need to do what kind yeah. of infrastructure are you using uh to, to handle this uh, right now we are using like DigitalOcean for all. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, most of the the infrastructure is there, databases, servers, and stuff like that. Um, 
a lot of people, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and stuff, they always kind of have a vision of where they want the product to go. But one of the things that they, the biggest mistake a lot make is they don't plan for success. So what were to happen if somehow this were to catch on and you start expanding uh, and your marketing works uh, and you start, you know, 100xing the, the number of clients you have, uh, are you prepared for that kind of scalability uh, or do, is that a challenge you still have to face? Uh, you mean like for from a, a, a business perspective or from a, like yeah. a, a technical perspective? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, so like from a business perspective, it's like not uh, really my area, but <laughs> uh, yeah, like for sure we will need to like, uh, let's say update our uh, processes because yeah, like right now we are like six people, around six people. Uh, of course, if uh, we are going to be, I don't know, 50 people or more, 100 people, <laughs> of course, like we need to like update the, the way stuff works internally and update like our processes and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, of course, and like from a technical point of view, uh, I mean, this is like a, a process we are like constantly like improving the app and also like developing new features. So I think that's kind of part of the process because like, okay, investing more, more money in, uh, in infrastructure, that was one thing for sure. Uh, but it's also like, uh, having the, the app prepared for that, that kind of traffic and that kind of users. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um. So on a personal level, uh, Raswan, are you yeah. ready to give up coding once or when your company gets to 100 people? Are you prepared to uh, step out of the shoes of a programmer and step into the shoes of a full-time manager? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll code from time to time. I mean, right now also, like, it's it's kind of hard to, to code and, like, have time for coding because, uh, yeah, we are... Uh, trying to hire a, a tester right. we are uh, we are in two like programs uh, kind of uh, not really accelerators but like uh, programs where you I don't know, meet with uh, some mentors and talk about different areas of uh, of the, the business so yeah uh, and uh, yeah there are like a lot of other tasks <laughs> rather I mean outside programming so yeah it's hard but I am trying like to make time and uh, do some also like do some coding. Oh, uh, yeah, I think like in the future it would be like very hard, but uh, I hope I <laughs> I also have time for that. That yeah. sounds like you're excited to expand your horizons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't want to like uh, lose focus on like because if you like I don't know you don't code for half a year. You are like old, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very true. I did stop yeah. coding for one year and oh, it's been hell to start yeah. again. Everything changes. Yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, who knows what frameworks are we going to use in one year? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds like your passion is coding. You, you really seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it started like that. You, like when I started, uh, 
freelancing. I was like, I didn't even finish the high school. And like the, the main reason I started freelancing back then is uh, because, uh, as I said, I, I, I'm kind of from a small city in Romania. So there aren't, I think, any uh, IT companies there. <laughs> Maybe one, but <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, I couldn't get, I don't know, a job or something like that there because, uh, yeah, there, there were no companies. So the only way I could like start uh, doing this, uh, yeah, it was freelancing. Um, so yeah, I thought, okay, I have some skills and maybe I can put them to work. So I tried, I don't know, different freelancing platforms and stuff like that. And yeah, got some projects and from then more projects and open a, a LinkedIn account and <laughs> connected with people and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so like, uh, yeah, it's my, I don't know, I think the biggest passion, yeah. And uh, what's your vision with uh, Branch? Where where would you like to go with it? Or what, what are, if you could say to yourself, okay, what would Branch be like in, you know, five years? Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, do you have ideas about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so like... Uh short term our like uh uh goal is to reach the 100 paying customers this is like kind of short term we we hope to do that in uh in the next like uh, i don't know two months something like that uh long term like in let's say uh half a year uh our goal is to uh reach uh like a monthly recurring revenue of around i don't know uh 15k uh so how we are planning to do that like uh we are starting right now uh creating a community and creating some content i mean that's long term but but uh, uh for sure it, it needed to to be done uh we are like talking uh to do some uh, partnerships with uh, and different integrations with I don't know different platforms, polyfera uh, program and uh, yeah, campaigns and stuff like that. Like if uh, Dave and myself, we wanted to uh, do a startup, we wanted to do our own uh, project, our own uh, software as a service. Can you give us any pro tips to get us started? Hmm. So I think the the first one is uh, pick a partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's the first one. And uh, after that, like, I mean, maybe more than one partner. It depends because, and don't pick because I've seen like uh, a lot of startups or I don't know, products where they have three, four programmers, co-founders. But like uh, they all do the same thing. They uh, don't do marketing. They don't do sales. They don't do, I don't know. And they all like code. So I think you should like try and pick your uh, co-founders uh, to cover more like more skills, not just mm -hmm. coding or not just marketing or stuff like that. Uh, because I mean, if you... Uh, 
bootstrap it and you don't have like a lot of money to start and to like start with an existing team uh you you'll have to do like everything so uh, yeah and uh i don't know uh, another thing is like start small don't like uh i don't know build 100 features and uh, uh, spend one year building an app that you think like is good uh start small and like start uh trying to i don't know send it to friends or i not not really friends but like to uh, users because first of all you should build an app in your area like of expertise for example Mm -hmm. i'm a programmer it would be like bad for me to build a i don't know medical app i have no idea what doctors do for example so i don't have any doctor friends so i don't have like any doctor connections i don't have anyone to ask like to test my app and i don't know give me feedback and help me like build build the app so for example for us it was good because it we made an app kind of in the area where we worked so we had other people that had i don't know agencies or were building websites that we could like uh, talk about it and like see okay what problems they have uh, gave them the app like to test and stuff like that yeah so, feedback is uh, very important to all of us in anything we do and apparently you think so too yeah. uh, so uh, your app basically is used for giving feedback <laughs> so <laughs> is there an option to give feedback on the app that gives feedback <laughs> I we didn't use it like that until now, but <laughs> yeah, maybe like it's an idea to make like a loop of uh, like <laughs> loading the app into the app and <laughs> like Inception. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Branch has uh, some really interesting applications. Obviously, a development agency like ourselves could. Uh, use it for the work that we do uh, or uh, 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 resell it to our clients. Um, I would also love to hook you up with our uh, head of QA uh, and have a conversation because it's obviously part of a QA process. Uh, and one of the, the things yeah. that agencies have to do uh, with uh, their clients uh, is that uh, after a product is kind of built and delivered, uh, there's always the maintenance side of it. Uh, adjusting the code, mm-hmm. updating it, and that feedback is really critical to doing that and really cl- uh, making the app as clean and as accurate as possible. The mm-hmm. feedback that that Brunch is able to generate, uh, I assume it's obviously uh, you know uh, big things like uh, bugs or errors that the people find on the website. Uh, but does it also give uh, feedback or allow the, the user to give feedback about, you know, things like I would like orange instead of purple or your site's great, but it would be nice if the site had this or that. Does it give that kind of feedback or allow users to provide that kind of feedback? Uh, or is the feedback very focused on just technical things? No, no, no. I mean, it's kind of not technical at all. 
it's more on like uh, basically what the user sees you can uh, like on the front end part of, of the project uh, yeah for example you can I don't know uh, you can give feedback on uh, a background color you don't like or on for example we have as I said uh, we have copywriters use it for providing feedback on landing pages and stuff like that uh, they can like uh, edit the text directly on the on the website so like the client can see the how the new text looks like and stuff like that and they can also like chat based on on it uh, but for example I don't know maybe uh, uh, this designer can give uh, feedback to a, a developer for example because I don't know he implemented the design wrong or the, the project manager or I don't know the client can give feedback to the agency because he doesn't like how the end product I don't know ended up and stuff like that uh, so yeah you can basically interact with uh, the live website I mean the, the elements you can uh, even change them and uh, edit the text the color the font size the background color and stuff like that and uh, you can like uh, comment on it and uh, give uh, yeah basically uh, you can start a thread of uh, of uh, messages on like different uh, elements parts of the the website and how do how do uh, users of a website access the feedback function of brunch uh, how does that work so yeah so brunch is, is uh, isn't intended for for users is uh, basically you have uh, it's not that kind of uh, app uh, that you install on the website and like users can report uh, bugs branch you can use it like in two main scenarios uh one you can use it internally with your team uh let's say i don't know uh, design developer uh, project manager and stuff like that uh let's say you work on a website and uh, you can load that website into branch uh but you uh, you load the website into branch not like branch into the website okay so uh, you load the website into branch and uh, after that your team can like uh, provide feedback and uh, like collaborate on on that website uh, or you can use it with your uh, with your client I mean uh, and uh, both of you can uh, I don't know chat uh, on different uh, on different stuff about the, the website so really so it's not branch Brunch is really a, a B2B kind of product. It, yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. Is it really a tool that developers use for internal teams and use with their clients uh, to get that feedback? It is not a tool uh, that is B2C where consumers are giving feedback on a website. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not intended for the users of the website, but for like the persons that made the websites or like the client. Okay. Um, yeah. And so the type of clients you're really looking for uh, are development agencies and uh, product development companies who are building their own digital products internally. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, uh, agencies that build uh, 
websites. Uh, we are kind of targeting the the experts inside those agencies. But I mean, for example, uh, digital marketing experts, uh, project managers, copywriters, and stuff like that. But yeah, basically agencies that build websites. So um, when we're talking business to business branch, um, what, what should we uh, be thinking about? So the regular process for us, like C-sharp developers, is we have uh, the team foundation server and we have tasks there. We can insert images and stuff. So how would the branch change our workflow, given that we have the application running locally, like all the time? So do I do we open branch in a separate window? Then we can open the the prototype, which is running a local host. Is that something we can do? Uh, no, you have to like have the, the website available on a oh, well, right. public URL. Yeah. So we have to deploy it somewhere, and then we can use that deployed website inside branch. Uh, yeah. Ah, that's yeah. cool. Right. So it's uh, would you say it's more focused on, uh, let's say, testing teams than development teams, or I mean the ticket creation. The... Yeah, for sure. I mean, our main target are like uh, digital agency, it's not like really tech companies. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the developer isn't like the person that will add the feedback. The developer is probably the person that will look over the feedback and like uh, yeah, implement it or I don't know. Uh, yeah. So looking through all that feedback must be extremely exhausting. So maybe a good you could do a different service, which is aggregating all of the similar uh, you know, <laughs> tickets inside branch. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you sure. have any plans to do something similar, or maybe thought about it. Yeah, I mean. We are, as I said, like we aren't really right now, we aren't targeting uh, like big tech companies, but rather uh, digital agencies that, I mean, aren't like grand corporations. <laughs> so uh, I don't think it's like really necessary right now. I mean, we are, don't have uh, 100 people working on the same project. But uh, yeah, for sure, like for bigger teams where a lot of people are involved, I think, uh, yeah, this would be like a very <laughs> cool feature to have. Yeah. So when you say uh, digital agencies, you mentioned copywriters uh, before as one. So would the branch be used for, uh, example, a digital publication? So could, say, the New York Times use it for copywriting? Or am I... <laughs> <laughs> completely confused. Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, they have a lot of copywriters, I think. Oh, they, sure. I don't know, build a lot of landing pages and stuff like that. And I'm sure, like, they talk about <laughs> what text is on those landing pages a lot. So, uh, yeah, for example, our first uh, paying customer was, uh, was a copywriter. And uh, she coming for from uh, like uh, 
one of our competitors. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, she's using it for like uh, providing feedback on uh, uh, on text for the for yeah uh, client websites. So. Uh, yeah, it's useful because uh, first of all, you can change like the text on the live website. So uh, yeah, you can basically uh, you can see how the text will look like, and you can like read it in I don't know, see it next to the pictures you have or, or other other things like that. And uh, you can also like, uh, as I said, start the a thread there and uh, like brainstorm I don't know different stuff and stuff like that. Right. Add pictures if you need them. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I mean, maybe. I, yeah. I, I did a lot yeah, of yeah, uh, publishing ahead. work and writing, and you know, it's one thing to share a word document with somebody and say review it and let me know what you think, uh, and then of course uh, the minute it gets published on a real website uh, <laughs> and formatted pictures, they come back and say, "Oh, I missed this. I missed that. Uh, we should rewrite <laughs> this section." So I, I can understand how this could be useful, yeah. in, in uh, particularly for a marketing agency who's building lots of landing pages or an SEO agency mm, yeah. uh, that they need to do this. Obviously, solo uh, freelancers or freelance teams can use this. Uh, development agencies, uh, you know, we may even use it internally. Uh, so I, I can see the, the advantages to this. Uh, and obviously, as a developer, you you found that there was a need for yourself, let alone others. Uh, so that's usually how the best products are developed and started anyways, is, is from a basic need from experience. Yeah. All right. Well, Brunch uh, sounds like a really exciting uh, product, and uh, we've had a really good uh, conversation about it. Uh, Razvan, thank you so much uh, for your time, and we look forward to uh, seeing how Brunch develops and uh, working with it ourselves. And uh, for uh, this month's uh, Screaming Box Technology and Business Rundown, we've had a very good conversation. And next month, we will uh, bring another uh, guest and talk more about uh, technology and business. Well, thank you very much for taking this journey with us. Join us for our next exciting exploration of technology and business on the first week of every month and for our next podcast. Please subscribe, like, and follow us on whichever platform you are listening or watching us on. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and please let us know any subjects, topics, or anything else you'd like us to discuss in the next podcast on the comment sections or in a Twitter DM. Till next month, please stay happy and healthy.